This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armitage. Creona, no Barton this week, so let's give a warm welcome to his younger and better looking brother, Newton. <laughs> Listeners do know that it's you who do the sound effects, Newton. Oh, don't be too hard on yourself. I have an apology to make regarding last week's episode. I introduced St. Joan by continental lovers but instead this girl was ed i blame barton as last week he was the one who collated all the songs together as i was unable to access my pc sorry joe but on monday i went back into the program files and substituted this girl for saint joan i should be playing some more continental lovers later on in the show in compare and contrast anyway for us in the UK, we've uh, a couple of days off, yesterday and today. And uh, it seems to have slipped my mind why that is. Have you any ideas, Newton? No, me neither. Cue the music. There's a new version of God Save the Queen in the shops on May the 28th. God save the Queen. Get it on Saturday.
come on, what else am I going to play? Now, the powers that be have just released the Sex Pistols album, The Original Recordings. That basically is, never mind the bollocks, plus B-sides and relevant cuts from Swindle. I, along with a lot of people, was like, it's a cash-in. A blatant rip-off, as we've already got all these tracks, either on uh, the original albums or on the subsequent compilations, like uh, Kiss This. However, I have come to realise that original recordings, to a certain degree, isn't aimed at my age group. Without a shadow of a doubt, the Pistols, along with the Damned and the Clash, changed music in the mid-70s. Now, I asked my 21-year-old daughter and her flatmates, without using Google, to name any member of the Sex Pistols and any of their songs. They couldn't. Now, think about this. Uh, we're talking about something that happened 45 years ago. Now, when I was 21, you know, the, the film Sid and Nancy had just come out, and 45 years previously to that, it was 1941. Yeah, I'm that old. But, you know, I don't look it. Now, if you tried asking me in 1986, who was making music back in 1941, all I'd come up with would be Vera Lynn, Glenn Miller. I couldn't tell you who was in Glenn's band. However, I bet you my folks could. Anyway, I know it's been said before by various people, but where are the young future guitar-based bands? Well, I read a post from Billy T, vocalist with the Suicide Notes, who took his son to watch Daisy Brain, a band I have not heard of. I shall read part of his post. Average age was 15 to 19-year-olds. So obviously I stood at the back and hid. But it was a wet Wednesday night in Hoxton and the place was fucking rammed from the opening act right through to the headliners. The crowd didn't stop moshing from start to finish and it was the grungiest punk show I have seen in years. Who said the young don't appreciate gigs and the scene is dying? This was everything a gig should be. You know exactly like when we were 15, 19-year-old. Old men need to realise the scene is alive and thriving. It just doesn't look or sound how you want it to. The kids have moved on. Billy goes on to say, Promoters on Facebook often cite that they won't book bands that don't have following on Facebook. Daisy Brain has 154 followers because Facebook is for older people and doesn't represent the youth scene. If you refuse to book them because of their Facebook numbers, then it's your huge loss of getting a sold-out show on a Wednesday. He is so right. I also asked my daughter what social platforms her and her peers use. Her reply was TikTok and Instagram. Maybe the cyanide pills are wrong. The kids can be trusted with rock and roll.
started to watch the Pistols documentary on Disney Plus, and to be honest, I'm loving it. It is a dramatization after all. So, you know, there's going to be some factual anomalies. I mean, why let the truth stand in the way of good story? I'm hoping to cajole my daughter into watching it for her take. Right, on to new music from a band that won't be catering or pandering to 15 to 19 year olds. Hard Times, and I'm going to read their press release, is a new raw super band of the hardest kind of fun. Desperate Times, rock and roll. Featuring Sebastian Melmoth, Suicide Generation, put together with Palo and David, Desperate Fun, Fabio, Lazergics, and Jeffrey, who was also previously in Suicide Generation. Taking you back to that early 70s glam forward stroke, proto-punk era. Listening to their first raw cuts feels picking up one of that rare 45s from one of the record shops in Detroit or New York City at the time. This could have been written a lot better and read a lot better as well, to be honest. A glorious mishmash of blistering sounds rehearsed just twice and messily recorded during their second gathering as a group. This mishmash of blistering sounds has just been released as their debut 7-inch EP in the shape and form of Little Satan. And it does exactly what it says on the tin press release. Three original and one cover. The cover being Do You Feel Like Loving by Rox. However, the song I have selected for your consideration is She Ain't Here No More. show i mentioned that i'll be popping down to the hmv in canterbury saturday for an in-store live appearance from flame pilots for the release of their lockdown recorded ep together apart which i you know duly did now as you know for tassa that's friend of the show and squirrel associate arkwright plays guitar in said band it's always difficult to review a mate's band because you know it's a mate heat praise and you know your bias 
criticise and you're jealous. However, I have to say in all honesty, Flame Pilots played a blinder. I think it's safe to say this was the first time the band officially played as a five-piece with Joe Inkpen on second or third guitar, who also can be found in Spy Plane, along with bassist John. The band played for uh, about 45 minutes, airing four songs from said EP, with three from the up-and-coming album that, fingers crossed, will be out before Christmas. Evening, John! Obviously, the crowd was uh, partisan, but to be fair... There were a fair old few walk-ins who stuck around and plenty who watched from outside. I really can't wait to see them live again. From the EP, this is Waiting for the Dust. I know I've played it before, but I thoroughly enjoy it. With John's bass sound, it's right up my boulevard of broken dreams. Have a listen.
Hello, radio fans. It's cuddly Uncle Kenny here, back from the unmentionables, otherwise known as the Tony Blackburn home movie. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that you are listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, and that you'd be nuts to listen to anything else. Sacked from Auntie Beeb twice, and I have to resort to this. Mind you, the last time I did imply that Margaret Thatcher was a cunt. The curtain's calling That velvet cloud is coming down The third act's over The encore will have to go down the street To a bar we'll meet For a drink can fill you up or bore and waiting for the dust you amber heard because i played the new single no more good news from jojo and the teeth that's due to hit the virtual record shops on the 15th of july i know that's a bit of a way off but it does give you plenty of time to make sure you are available on said date as the band are playing the camden assembly in celebration of its release i shall see you there right Let's crack on with this week's Covers Corner. 
as I've still a shed loads of stuff to get through. Up first are Psychotic Youth and City Saints, who have just released a split seven inch of covers, obviously, on Red West Productions. Now, I ordered said vinyl over the weekend, but as uh, yesterday and today were bank holidays, no post, no seven inch. Fortunately, Psychotic Youth's tracks are up on their Bandcamp site. Don't forget, today is Bandcamp Friday, so please empty your PayPal accounts accordingly. So uh, I was able to get them there to tide me over. City Saints, on the other hand, are strictly sticking with vinyl, and more power to them, I say. Having said that, though, I sent a begging message to vocalist Stefan Johansson for the digital files. The man came through. Up first is Psychotic Youth and their version of the Swedish cult band The Leather Nuns, No Rule, that will swiftly be followed by City Saints and their take on Sartor's I'd Rather Drink Than Silk.
I can quite safely say that I have never played any Depeche Mode on the Paranoid School Rock Show. Love them or loathe them, they were, without a shadow of a doubt, hugely influential, with vocalist David Gann, a huge damned fan, even covering New Rose. So I was saddened to learn last Thursday that Andy Fletcher had passed away at only 60. For a band that's music was, you know, modern and futuristic, I was surprised to learn that they had at one point covered, open brackets, get your kicks on, close brackets, Route 66. But they did.
course, after Depeche Mode and open brackets, get your kicks on, close brackets, Route 66. It was The Who's Substitute, as performed by Ginger Wildheart, taken from his Love in the Time of Cholera album that I aired. The CD of which arrived on Tuesday. To be honest, I had completely forgotten that I'd ordered it. Well, it was last October. Happy to have revisited it. Uh, Talking of Ginger, it's now time for this week's... And contrast. I can't remember what the original post was about, but it regarded plagiarism, with Robin Guy saying that the aforementioned Ginger loved the main riff to Rachel Stamp's N-A-U-S-E-A that's on the uh, B-side to Hey Hey Michael, You're Really Fantastic, so much that he nicked it and gave it to the back of your babies as brand new hate. Have a listen. Making enemies is good. Making enemies is good. Making enemies is good. More to lose than necessary.
penalty as charged. But at least, you know, Ginger admitted it. Going live on Wednesday was Ginger Wildhearts' new fan-funded project. Rather than just write, record and produce this album behind closed doors, I'm reading this, hopefully better than the uh, Hard Times press release, he wants to show you the whole process from start to finish. Running over the next three months, Ginger will show you how he goes from an initial song idea to creating a fully formed set of lyrics and music. Then into the studio to record each of the parts that will then be mixed together to produce the final track. Uh, details are over at gingerwildheart.net with a link on today's show notes over at theparanoidscrew.com. Next, on the compare and contrast list, as I mentioned at the start of the show, involves the Continental Lovers. On episode uh, 853, back in April, I played, and I actually did play, Can't Get Her Out of My Head by the aforementioned Defendants. Uh, on the Facebook post announcing said show, listener Phil Robinson posted, I'm a little behind on my listening. So, happy Halloween, Phil. But I couldn't help noticing that the Continental Lovers can't get her out of my head. Sounds a bit like a trashier, sped-up take on tinted windows. Can't get a read on you. Is it just me? Well, let's find out. Up first is Continental Lovers, who will be swiftly followed by Tinted Windows.
feel it ain't just you. I did ask Joe if he was aware of the similarity. To be fair to him, he hadn't heard the Tainted Windows track, but conceded that there was a similar dynamic, although quite a different key and tempo, and a totally different middle eight. But congratulated Phil on a decent spot. Found not guilty due to circumstantial evidence. You'll hopefully hear all about last night's trip down to the Alba in Brighton for the boys, the Vols and the Continental Lovers gig on next week's show. I got an email from Matthew Mottram down in New Zealand yesterday. Attached to it was an MP3 from a band called Big Scout. Never heard of them before, but it turns out they've a new album out in August with a second track lifted from it hitting the digital platforms today. The track in question is called Uh Uh-Oh and sounds remarkably like this. Just got enough time for one more song that comes courtesy of Sweet Teeth and Know Me. Until next week, take it easy.
This episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show was produced by Newton Stacey, engineered by Fenny Bridges and was hosted by Armitage Schmidt and was a Watts' Lodge production. 